0: It's a thumbs down, man. Like, are we that like soft that a thumbs down is triggering you? Like, it's it's not a middle finger. Ladies and gentlemen, let me
1: introduce. This is the Rich Eisen show. I just think it's just what a what a what a waste of energy. The Rich Eisen show. Earlier on the show, Yahoo Sports NFL reporter Charles
2: Robinson. Patriots reporter for The Athletic, Jeff Howe. Still to come, actor and 12-year NFL veteran, Thomas Q. Jones.
3: And now, it's Rich
1: Eisen. Our number three of the Rich Eisen show is on the air. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the show. And... Um, if you're new to these parts, where you're going. <laughs> with every pause, um, I know going something on. good's no, coming. No, I know. I, 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 I'm Here trying to figure. I'm trying to figure out how to how to how to frame this, you know, without um without, you know, sounding too much like um I'm spiking football, but you know I've been around these football parts right, <laughs> and um I I just had this sense that Mac Jones was a perfect marriage with New England and. But part of it also, as you know, as I root for storylines too, because that's what we do here on this show. That's what I do at NFL Network. About to start my uh, 19th season with NFL Network. Hey, Rich, congrats! Thank you, sir. And um,
3: 19th. Season, yeah, wow. it's
1: like well, 2003, right? Yeah, so 2003. That, that counts as a season, that and counts. so does 2021. That counts. So there's there's lots going on as we're about to celebrate our 18th anniversary there, and um, I, I, I look at storylines. The NFL is a narrative-generating machine. And so there are storylines within a game, there are storylines week to week, and then there are storylines for the entire arc of a season. For me, the storyline arc of the 2021 season that not only involves somebody very famous and a team that's very successful, but it also drags in so many other storylines into the arc. And so the 2021 NFL season storyline arc, number one is Tom Brady, right? Not many more times on this beautiful planet of ours will we see a 44-year-old defending Super Bowl MVP quarterback take the field to try and go back-to-back for the second time in his career, to give him eight, right? And that's just the wins and losses part of it, but it's also how he did it that has affected so many other places that he left a spot after 20 years and tried something new for the first time, an old dog trying some new tricks. And I say the words old dog with respect, Tom. (laughs)
3: Mm-hmm.
1: An advancing-aged dog learning (laughs) new tricks, right? And that caused other quarterbacks, I think, to start thinking, hey, the way I've done it for a long time, maybe that's not the only way to do it. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, right? That that's maybe part of their process. And also a little bit tinge of, shall we say, jealousy. I'm trying it in my spot for this long and, you know, do I have everything catered to my needs in terms of my personal choices within the building, certainly personal choices within the building for roster, teammates, is everything basically like trying to win now for me or they're looking over the steering wheel about who's next? So that's why that storyline is so huge. And now we've got a new aspect of this storyline. Tom Brady's old stomping grounds. We finally now know who is the person who is the long-term answer in New England's plans. Didn't have it last year, obviously. Didn't have it last year. We were wondering last year how this would play out in New England without Brady. And clearly the horses around the rest of that team were not there in order to compete at the level where they'd been used to competing for the previous two decades. And it also um, confirmed a lot of Brady's thoughts about can he still win there? And he goes off to another spot and wins there. In his first shot, with a whole roster full of Pro Bowl talented people. Leaving New England in, what, a lurch? Crossroads? However you want to put it, big offseason for New England. And their response was to go on a spending spree in free agency like we've never seen them do before. Mm-hmm. And then do what they had not done since Drew Bledsoe which is choose a quarterback in the first round of a draft. And Belichick uses his first round selection on a quarterback who's now his starting quarterback. And a kid who looked like a starting quarterback, the minute he came out of the green room, (laughs) like Vince McMahon entering the arena, grabbing the hat in full stride, popping it on, And And who knew at the time, time, as we were all having fun with that video, (laughs) it was kind of a metaphor of how he's approaching things. Standing up straight, shoulders back, head held up high, and striding out. And boy, is he striding down a spot. Look, you never want to be the guy after the guy. You never want to be the guy after the guy. You'd rather be the guy who's after the guy was after the guy. You just, that's just the way it, it, it needs to be in the world. It's very tough that the guy after the guy succeeds. That's why you could count on the number of one hand about Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, the, the Broncos were looking for the next Delway until they found Peyton Manning, and they're still looking for their next Delway, looking for their next Marino, as we all know, in, in, in Miami. It's so tough to be the guy right after the guy and succeed it's so rare in any walk of life in any business you'd rather be the guy who's after the guy who attempted to be
0: the guy after the guy
1: that's it.
0: <laughs> i ain't the man sitting so, next to the man
1: mac jones is in that position but we all know he's the guy after brady how will that work out how will that work out with bill raising another young pup With Brady, the defending Super Bowl champ, elsewhere. And doing it in his first year elsewhere. And OMG. Week 4 Sunday night football. Brady's return to New England. TB12 back in town. And MJ10. We're in Brady's college number, trying to win for New England. And let's just say, Chris, as you pointed out last hour, you think the Dolphins are a pushover and the Jets are a pushover, and then the Saints are coming in after being on the road pretty much every single day since Hurricane Ida blew into town. Saints come on the road. They've been on the road. They haven't been home. Wondering what their home looks like because they haven't been back. I mean, I know the, I'm talking football here, but there's real-life stuff involved. Yeah, no, involved. and that's obviously terrible. What if they're 3-0 and going into that game? Yeah, of course. Oh, my gosh. it would be the most-watched Sunday night game ever. What a storyline. Because, again, we now have the answer as to what is the plan in New England post-Brady. It's draft a kid from Saban's program, a self-made kid. Just like Tom Brady. Not very recruited. We're not going to be talking about, you know, Mac Jones's combine body. Well, he has
3: that picture of him with his shirt off, and he he looks terrible.
1: very similar. And, of course, we always kind of look for those similarities, even though it might be quite dissimilar in many other ways. But this is it. This is the end game scenario. Well, if it doesn't work out, can they move on in another direction in 2 or 3 years, of course, but this is this is the first and in their minds best and hopefully long-term answer what next after Brady. Last year was just a throw it out. This is the year. And how will New England do? How will Tampa do? And of course, how will they do against each other on one night? on NBC in October. (laughs) Can't wait.
3: (laughs) It's going to be awesome, man.
1: 844-204-RICH number to dial. Uh, Before we get to Thomas Jones, you have the NFL Films music ready? Oh, yes. Every day here on the Rich Eisen Show, we're going to preview a division. We'll give you our thoughts on who wins all the way down to Who's in last? One, two, three, and four. We did the NFC East yesterday. I was the only outlier saying the Washington mm. football team is going to win it again, and everybody else said it's the Dallas Cowboys. Let's go. Today, we're going to do the AFC East. And the AFC East, certainly now that we have a crisper, cleaner picture of who's oh, going to yeah. start. And who would have believed it? Who would have believed it that the dean <laughs> of AFC East starters would be named Josh Allen.
3: 25 years old. He's the oldest starter in the division. He
1: is the most tenured. He's the dean of (laughs) AFC East quarterbacks. Number 10 on your top 100 players list on NFL Network. Number one in the hearts of Western New Yorkers. And I think this is the Bills division to lose. And they will not lose it. They will win it. And Josh Allen will be in the MVP running from jump And, man, do I love Emmanuel Sanders in that mix now. And I think the Bills win this division. And then I'll put the Dolphins second. Oh, I'll put the Dolphins second. I'm going to put my money where my my Tua love is. And uh, say the Dolphins finish second and the Patriots finish third. They might be in the running for a wild card spot. Maybe. But I still believe Mac Jones is going to have growing pains. That's just the way things go in the NFL most of the time. He could have a Herbert season. I don't know. But I, I, I'm just going to put them third, and then obviously the Jets will finish last in the division because they come from the furthest behind. But I can't wait to see what Zach Wilson. Zach versus Mac two times, Mac versus Tua two times, Tua versus Josh Allen. Josh, I mean, my gosh, this is a young quarterback division. But that's the way I see it, one through four. TJ, you go next. What do you have, sir?
0: All right, man. Well, my AFC's predictions go as follows. In fourth place, I have the Jets. Now, that's the bad news. I have them finishing fourth. The good news is the Jets are going to win, I feel, a lot more games than they won last year. Yes, Um I'm thinking maybe six. Okay. You know, maybe seven. But you're definitely not going to be hanging on all year wondering when that first one is coming. I I, I believe I picked them to go seven
1: and ten this year. Six and eleven, but I reserve the right (laughs) to get a little crazier.
0: Next up, I have finishing third, the Dolphins. And the reason I have the Dolphins here, guys, is basically what you were talking about earlier with Tua, with Deshaun Watson, what's going on? Like, if they're not solidified, if they don't, have faith in their quarterback, it just kind of makes me wonder and would make me worry. So, therefore, I've got the Jets. Are you building building up to the Patriots
1: winning the division? I am
0: absolutely not, but I'm building towards the (laughs) Patriots. The Patriots coming in second. And, you know, my my initial thought was the Patriots third, the the Dolphins second, but Bill Belichick knows infinitely more about football than I do, and if he feels like Matt Jones is the man Something's going on know, there. And I believe that, too, Something's but going on there. Still, it's just in the same way that his
1: defenses terrorize young quarterbacks. I, I don't think his young quarterback's going to be immune to that. I, I, you know, and well, that, he, that's he, why I flipped the Dolphins and the Patriots.
0: And you're right, but there is a secret weapon that I scouted months, actually years ago when he was in Oklahoma, Brockman, will tell you, Ramondre Stevenson, and I believe okay. that he is going to be a secret weapon that's really going to show it. out so Ooh. therefore I have the Pats coming in second okay. and at number one the Dean as you say the, Mandalorian. Crazy. the Mandalorian the Mandalorian right now okay, the Buffalo the Bills the man shout out to Bill's Mafia this is got, the way you, this is your year again so okay uh let's check
1: on Mike del Tufo's work here and uh, I'm gonna start just at pop the bottom it up on the screen huh I'm gonna start at the bottom well, that's pop how up. we've been let's doing it. bro. Like, it right here.
0: Miami's gonna be in the bottom oh oh you got I, the Dolphins in last place. I like your guy Zach Wilson, so I'm going to put them in third. third? Okay. I love. Mac. He knows I'm a big Mac guy with Brockman. Now You're big, I'm in piece of big. Mac He's going to come guy. in second. Always been a and <laughs> that jo- I mean, picture <laughs> Josh Allen is that He's got Buffalo the special te- sauce, lettuce my, and cheese. I'm already going to tell you right now. My prediction's Buffalo. Uh, Tampa Bay for the Super Bowl. I'm already saying that wow. right now. Oh, oh throwing because I Whoa. want to be the first one all that right. says that. Whoa. Now,
1: uh, when we first started this segment, Mike Hoskins sitting in the uh, the com to use the Star Trek phrase uh, back there for the Rich Eisen show. He got in my ear, said Brockman last. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, I mean, it was the right thing. It was it was only all fake. right, Chris. That means you must be ready to really are
3: you really putting New England up first. Uh, that's, that's what right, you're doing right, now, guys. We'll... We knew last year was was kind of an outlier, a weird year. Super Bowl was off. Okay, Super Bowl's back on. People, <laughs> Jets at the bottom—they stink. Nobody oh cares God. about the Jets. Okay, Brian oh. Flores doesn't even want to uh, as his quarterback. So that tells you all you need to know oh. about how they're going to oh. do this year. Okay. Buffalo fans, <gasps> man, I really hope you enjoyed your one season oh. as <laughs> Deans, as Rich put it of the afc you had one year to do it you had a great run you came up just short but guess what rich if you come for the king you best not miss and the king is back and his name is mac jones oh baby this is gonna be an awesome year you guys remember last year when i did the cam newton uh dress up on monday after wins yeah Yeah. mac mondays rich get ready because we're gonna have like 13 Mac Mondays what is coming that gonna up this look season. Like, what's that going to look like? It doesn't matter. It, <laughs> it could be like cut off jorts and a tank top. You know what I, I mean? Think, like, I
1: don't think that's... I think he's going to be all, you know, suited and booted. It, like, and you and don't guess have what? this, You don't have that.
3: I will suit and boot. I will My go to gosh. every thrift shop. In Los Angeles, <laughs> by the way, to Mike, find new suits to wear on Mondays for look, Mac
1: Mondays. By the way, just to show you that you're not the only one all in on it, Mike Reese tweeted out that his Mac Jones's jerseys at Patriots Pro Shop are already sold out.
3: I went on Fanatics to try to get Cage one. Gone. Cage to oh Couldn't get it. Oh they're all God. gone.
1: They're in. They're they're all all gone, How much fun? How much fun? They're so. They're set up. They're set up. Now here's the thing: is Mortimer, they, they he's know, back. they know that Belichick <laughs> with this kid has got the right kid, and I I firmly believe it. I I sensed it like again when he Vince McMahon right out of the oh, green yeah. room. God. you know, no uh, honestly, honestly, it's all set up. That's an, another reason why it's just such oh, a delightful <laughs> turn of events. With all due respect to Cam, um, of course, it really just it just ratchets things up. And mm-hmm. I know, and I know CBS, 11. CBS, which has more Patriots games than any other yeah. network, like, coming off of the SEC. They're they're probably like they're, doing oh, cartwheels about this news oh, yeah. today.
0: Brockman, you're pulling it, us. Huh? Yeah. Cartwheels. How could you not? <laughs> All right, let's oh, and, and by the way, Rich, just yes. for Brockman, Mac Mondays, you say her thing? Yeah, Mac Mondays. Yeah. Mac Mac Mondays. I'm going to be honest with you. Mac Mondays already belong to someone else on Instagram. Oh, so you might oh. need to. That's Christy Mac, Mac, and that's Christy Mac Monday. So yeah. you might. But Mike that's chose. Mac
3: with a K. This is Mac with a C.
0: C. Okay, well, you know, true. We can, we can work it out. Yeah, we'll, worry yeah, we'll work it we'll yeah. I mean, Mac was Tonight was an old. I mean, Mac Tonight. That's that's Christy Mac Mondays.
3: Mac and me, an old movie from the 80s. Yeah, let's go. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese.
0: Jesus so oh, oh, to go about it. Uh, Listen, Matt, Matt 10 is the lick. Westside Matt is the 10. Yeah. Can't get enough of this gangster bleep. All right, Matt 10. Super Bowl games. back on. Mike, you called your shot. Super Bowl Patriots, back. Bucks, oh. let's go. Right down the street, and
3: I get both the best basketball in the world. Either Brady wins again no, or the no, Pats win. No, no, no. I'm win right Brady. Brady's
4: gone. He can't, you
0: yeah. know,
1: morons. <laughs> It's <laughs> like, about- hey, more on number <laughs> one, put more on number, <laughs> put two, on two. More the number
4: two on the phone. <laughs> Thomas Q. Me.
1: Jones when we come back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets in store and now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com.
5: The next big thing that I booked was a show called Being Mary Jane on BET to play Gabriel Union's love interest. Mm-hmm. And that's when I said, um, okay, this is pretty serious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It. I don't get I you like, oh, yeah. yeah, I was like, okay, this is... Uh, and you know, when I, when I booked a role, I had to go to, L, to, uh, to Atlanta the next week on Thursday. And, and, and I was so green and I had no classes that I looked at the script and I didn't know that there was a love scene. I didn't, I didn't figure, that out, figure that out. I just yeah. saw my lines. My, I only had six lines. So I said, okay, I'll go up here and I'll say these six lines and it'll be cool and I'll go back. But when I, when I got to set, when I went in the wardrobe, you know, for my, my outfit, um, they, they came in the room and they were like, okay, well, here's, here's what you're wearing. And it was like this little like teabag looking thing.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And I was like,
5: (laughs) so I'm like, well, um, what, what is this for? They're like, well, it's, you know, it's a sock And, and I'm like, so what do I do with it? And the guy's like, he looked at the other person like, how do I tell him he doesn't have like any other clothes? <laughs> and I'm like, kind of having a like nervous breakdown <laughs> a little bit because I'm like, whoa, whoa way, this is You're not right what up. I signed up for. Right. So you know, we did the blocking. You're going to be here when you say this line. You're going to here when you say this line. Blah blah blah, whatever. So I go back to my trailer, and I know I wasn't supposed to do this, but I was so like just that I had like the assistant. I'm like, listen, can you take me to the store real quick? They took me to the store, and I had like. A shot like i had to get a shot that's how like uncomfortable i was because of, I, of alcohol you yes okay and i'm being honest because i was i was that uncomfortable because it, it hit me like uh-huh. you're really acting man like you yeah. know like this isn't just like some game you're playing so you how, know? Did, like, how did it go when you well, I mean, it, it, if it's safe for work to t- it, it went i mean listen the i had six lines mm-hmm fortunately and and they weren't really it wasn't really a lot of dialogue so mm-hmm. and then the character was something that, that that I was comfortable enough to with because with, because I could just act like what would I do in this situation right right It wasn't like this layered complex character, and then the love scenes were you know I mean obviously everything's super professional Gabrielle's one mm-hmm. of the best in the business, mm-hmm. and she was very you know patient and 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 understood what was going on but I was like, okay, I know how to do this part." So you know, <laughs> let me just let me. Let me I'm like, okay, let me make sure at least this part I can do. The other part I might look stupid, right. but this part I can't look stupid. And and it, and it and it came out great. And after I did that episode, I had two more episodes, and that was like what do they call it? Scared straight. You know, it was just sure. so scared. Yeah, that scared me into like get. You need to get some acting classes before you make a fool out of yourself mm-hmm. and ruin your whole let your whole name. Well, you needed a drink. I now need a smoke. Oh
3: my
1: gosh. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was the uh, first appearance of Thomas Jones on this show back in the day. We're back here on the Rich Eisen Show, eight four four two zero four. 204 rich is the number to dial. A couple of New York Mets have uh, made an apology on the thumbs down. We'll hit that before we get out of Dodge uh, here on this busy Tuesday. Um, I'll ask this question. What do Earl Campbell, Jim Taylor, Larry Zonka, Terrell Davis, and Leroy Kelly all have in common? They're all running backs? They're all Hall of Fame running backs. And they all are looking up at our next guest on the all-time Russian list, who is 26th all-time in the NFL Russian list with 10,591 yards, and now an acting career that just keeps on building and building and building. Uh, Johnson airs Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern on Bounce Encores the next day, streaming on Brown Sugar. One of the co-leads and co-executive producers of this show is Thomas Q. Jones back here on the program. How are you doing, Thomas?
6: Rich, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure to be on your show, brother.
1: Always a pleasure to be uh, uh, with you and your company. Um, So, uh, before we get to your show and acting and things of that nature, what do you make of uh, what the Bears are doing with Justin Fields and how the Bears fans might be receiving uh, the news that their first-round quarterback is the only one who might not be starting or having any role in week number one of the season?
6: Well, I definitely think the Bears are ready for uh, Justin Fields and they're ready for his talents. I think he had a really good preseason. Uh, Obviously, it still is the preseason; it's it's a different speed and different energy in the regular season. But um, I can understand their frustration. Uh, You know, they drafted him number one. You want to see the guy play. You know, he's he's excited them in the preseason, and they want to see that during uh, week one
1: because i mean you've you've had a front row seat for that sort of pressure and frustration uh even when <laughs> you went to the super bowl you know so <laughs> you that's that's part of you know that's part of the history of what's led up to this moment that's kind of putting a lid on top of that boiling pot that you know andy dalton could turn down the pressure on that boiling pot with his play but um i don't know is my simple I guess set up to your answer, or whatever you think. Yeah.
6: There, well, I mean, Andy's experienced. He's been in the league for a long time. It's, it's. I mean, this is regular season. It's week one. Everything counts now. Uh, you know, everyone's playing. Everyone's playing for um, you know uh, stats. They're playing for bonuses. I mean, you know, it, it, it's it's the real deal now. And you know, I can understand why they would want to put Andy in first. You know, give Andy an opportunity to to go out there and and um, you know um uh, kind of see what that offensive line is going to do, you know, see see you know what their receivers are going to do um before they just throw Justin out there to the Wolves. Um so I can see it from both perspectives, but but I definitely understand why the fans want to see him out there immediately.
1: And you also had a front row seat to another fan base that's scarred, one that includes me with a quarterback. <laughs> um <laughs> you oh, know wow. I can't oh, believe I can't yeah. believe I'm putting my eggs in yet another New rookie quarterback basket, but here we are with the Jets and and Zach Wilson. Uh, yeah, you know, I, do you have any thoughts on on that and what you've seen out of him and what you think of the Jets going back to this well one more time,
6: Thomas? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the kid is talented. He's got a strong arm. You know, he seems to have great instincts. Um, but you know, like I said, it is the preseason, and I think Justin Fields made a comment about you know the game was. I don't know if he said it was slower or what he said about the preseason, but um, when you get into regular season, the energy picks up. Um, and then when you go from uh, the, the regular season to midseason, it picks up. Then from midseason to the end of the season where you're fighting for a playoff spot, it picks up. But now it's the playoffs. and each game, it picks up more and more until you get to the Super Bowl. So I think with these kids, you know, they're they're super talented. But it's a little bit different um, for, for 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 rookies on, you know, day one of the regular season. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they do. I mean, it's very unpredictable. You know, we've seen kids that come in with a lot of talent that all of a sudden just explode on, you know, day one. And then we've seen guys uh, like me, for example. I was a seventh overall pick and my first game in New York. I had 12 carries for 16 yards. That was my first first game at the Meadowlands, you know, ever in the NFL. It was twelve for sixteen. I'm the seventh overall pick. It's up in the air, man. We'll see what happens.
1: So I got out right here. You had four catches for eighteen yards too. Don't just sell your short. Don't sell yourself short, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this you
6: know, right now. those. I guess that, that, that added to my all-purpose yards. Yeah, but I'm looking uh, at you.
1: You didn't have a. Geez, you didn't have a 100-yard game in your career until you had week two of your third year. You went to Seattle and yes. you lit it up. Hundred and seventy three yeah, yards rushing that day.
6: Yeah, it was it was uh those are some tough times in Arizona, to be honest. Um, you know, which which really, you know, forced me to have to, you know, decide what I wanted my career to be. You know, am I gonna go out as, you know, a first round, you know, draft pick that didn't pan out, or am I gonna uh, you know, have some sort of legacy in this league. You know, so I wouldn't change anything. It was definitely tough times, but um, you know, I wouldn't change anything.
1: Yeah, so. I, I, no, and, and I, I'm not bringing that up just to say that, but it's just the conversation that you hear so many times. Thomas Q. Jones here on the Rich Eisen show, actor and former running back in the mm-hmm. NFL. Um, uh. That 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 you're, you know, it's it's a it's a lottery how you get drafted and where you go and the luck that you have and a coach that you get and a system that you get and a coach. And a, and a front office that you get that's going to actually keep something in place and have a plan for right. you and put it, into, put it into place. And, you know, that's why you take a look at quarterbacks and where they get drafted and who they get and what a problem is. I mean, Sam Donald is now in year four for him or year five now for him where he's now in a new spot. He's in year four and he doesn't even know how good he can be. I mean – Stafford in year, now what, 12, 13, he doesn't even know. It's kind of crazy sometimes
6: how it works like that. It is because the NFL is not just about talent. And I don't think um, a lot of fans really understand that. There has to be um, a lot of other elements for you to be able to maximize your potential and your talents. You know, when I was in Arizona um, at that time, you know, Arizona was very cheap. And, um, you know, just to be be honest, I mean, they they would go after um, veteran players that they didn't have to really pay as much. And even though they might be skilled and smart, they're not as athletic as some of the younger players. So in Arizona, we always had a mixture of older, older veterans that were like on their way out of the league and young rookies like me who were first year, second year guys. So there were there were no middle-tier players that kind of could even that that out. Um, And so it was a very tough situation because um, although I had leadership, physically a lot of those guys just couldn't perform, especially on on offense. And so it left me in a bind for a few years. Um, And then I was able to go to Tampa where they had just won the Super Bowl, great front office, they were spending money, they also had a nice mixture of veterans and younger players. And then I was able to, you know, uh, adjust – and, and see how a team should be run from the players, from the front office. And then the next year went to Chicago, and now I had all those experiences to, you know, catapult me into my, my you know, jumpstart my career in Chicago. But it took all of those things collectively to for me for it to put the click for me um, and for me to be able to be in a situation where I could be successful. So a lot of pressure on lottery picks, but it takes a lot for them to be successful, not just their talent.
1: How good is Derrick Henry, man? I mean, uh, he is – he's currently 100th on the all-time rushing list with 5,860 yards, and now he's going to get an extra game. I mean, he could be like two or three seasons from running you down. It's just insane what he's doing, right? And and certainly in in this passing league, let's spread it out. Let's get fast, guys. You see what's going on in Miami. Everybody's got, like, track speed – play a quick game, make some sort of problem for, you know, the, the the safety that's too big to cover somebody small. Like, that's this game today. But now there's some old-school guys just going to hit you in the mouth and you're just going right. to think about it for five, six straight days in a defensive film room until it's time to actually see him in person. It's right. it's kind of a rarity. I wonder what you think, Thomas
6: Jones. I, I think he's a throwback. He, he reminds me of the backs um, that were there and, you know, uh, And then the, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, mid-2000s, my era, you know, until the game shifted a little bit uh, into a little bit more of a passing lead. Um, He reminds me of those guys. He definitely would have been right in the mix with all those guys that that I played with in that era. Um, He's tough. He's big. He knows how to, uh, you know, protect himself, you know. and even doing it since high school. I saw a highlight high school clip of him. That's um crazy. where he ran for like a t- ten thousand yards in in high school or something. <laughs> I mean, I was looking up something. I, my junior and senior year in high school, my junior year I had I rushed for three thousand three hundred nineteen yards and my senior year I rushed for three thousand seven yards. Wow. And uh and someone <laughs> sent me a someone sent me a list of the top twenty high school performances of all time mm-hmm. and I think Derek Henry I had two two of those years, and Derrick Henry had two, and one of them was like four thousand something yards. Um, and he's been doing this forever. I think he's the only person to go rush for two thousand in college, two thousand in the pros. Obviously, high school two thousands. Yeah, high school, something yeah. like I don't know something, but I don't know, man. The guy's he's he's a he's, he's, uh, oh, freaking nature. Love run, love to run and watch him run, man. Me. Tough, smart, got great body control. I mean, pull away speed, break away speed, to you get that big.
1: Who's who's the worst you ever stiff-armed anybody, Thomas? <laughs> Let's <laughs> post the worst. One. Yeah, the worst stiff-arm you gave to someone?
6: Um, I so. think the worst stiff-arm I ever gave someone was uh, we're playing the Dolphins when I was in New York. Mm-hmm. And uh, my first year, 2007. There's actually a clip of it on YouTube. Okay. Um and I actually stiff on one guy three times in the same <laughs> on the same play. I don't know how the hell it happened. Who was it? But, um, what's his name? Do you remember? Uh yeah, Travis I played with him in Kansas City too. Um he played for the Dolphins, he played corner. Okay. Um his name was Travis um I can't think of
1: his last. Name. I think his last name but was I, his last name was Posterized. I think it's Travis Posterize. Travis
6: Posterized. Yeah, that's it. That's man. I don't know how I can think of that. Yeah, that's his name, <laughs> Travis Posterized. But I ended up playing with him in Kansas City, and his locker was right next to mine. I run, I mean, out of all the guys that I could end up sitting next to in a locker, it was the same guy that I stiff armed in 2007, which was three years before that, three times in the same play. Um, Travis Daniels, that's his name. Oh, I love Travis, okay. He's my man. Great. <laughs> but he had a he, had a he had
1: he had to eat Thomas Jones's palm for at least 3 times <laughs> in that game. That's amazing.
6: Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, he was in the way.
1: So, <laughs> in the but, way.
6: Uh, <laughs> that was probably that was probably one of the the uh I guess the most vicious stiff arms. Um, Derrick Henry's stiff arm is, I mean, Nasty. This a, a weapon. Yeah, he he might start getting a uh, unsportsmanlike conduct penalties this year for that <laughs> Just by
1: getting off the yeah. bus, it might be considered unsportsmanlike yeah. conduct. It's amazing. Yeah,
6: yeah, he's, he's 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 tossing grown men around like toys. Thomas
1: Thomas Q Jones here on the Rich Eisen show. All right, let's talk about Johnson uh, that airs Sundays 8 p.m. Eastern on Bounce. Um, what what did you what do you like about this? What do you want people to know about it and Check it out with Encores the next day streaming on Brown Sugar. What do you got for me, Thomas Q. Jones?
6: Yeah, Johnson is a show that uh, I'm executive producing with Cedric the Entertainer and my producer partner, Deji LeRae, who's the actual, actual uh, creator of the show. And uh, we've, we've been working on the show for the last four or five years. Oh. Uh, we were fortunate enough to, to uh, have Bounce TV pick it up. Um, and it's a show about four black men living in Atlanta and uh, just some of the conflicts that we go through in our friendships and our relationships and uh, just in the world we live in. You know, it's a very honest show, you know, uh, where we talk about some controversial topics, but uh, the ratings have been incredible. Actually, the first episode uh, aired and it broke the Bounce TV record for uh, most viewership. Outstanding. Um, Yeah, for an opening night. So it was over 2.1 million people and the the views have been incredible feedback. Uh so we're on episode seven. There's ten episodes in the season. And uh yeah, you can check it out. We're off this weekend because of Labor Day. We'll be back for episode seven next Sunday, eight seven central on Bounce T V. Uh you can also download the app Brown Sugar and you can see all of the uh the episodes to get caught up. But what, what's it like working?
1: What's it like working with D L Hughley?
6: Oh yeah, DL Hughley is incredible. Uh Earthquake, they're hilarious. I mean, uh D L plays my uncle on the show and we you know it's cool because you know he's funny, but you know he's playing a serious character. You know, um, so we get into some heavy conversation, and um, it's like it's great work with him. He's, I mean, super insightful, professional. It's been an incredible experience, especially to be a you know executive producer and a showrunner. Uh, Daisy and I, we're the showrunners, so you know pretty much everything goes through us. All the writing, all the editing, music, everything goes through us, and um, it's been a great ride, man. I'm really excited. Definitely, you should check it out, man. Johnson on Bounce TV, eight seven Central Sunday nights.
1: How, how do you like being management, Thomas? How do you like
6: that? I love it. I love it. You know, um, I'm a very hands on person. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we just learned like that. that. I think
1: Tra- Travis Daniels learned that back in the day. But <laughs> yeah,
6: yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> Travis had to learn that in uh, you know on, on, on camera. Right. But um, but no, it's fun. You know, um, it, it's a lot of responsibility. Um, the rush of it is. Uh, is similar to what football felt like, you know, it was high stakes all the time and you're playing a TV show out there, people could like it or they could say it sucks and either way, you have to, you know, uh, deal with the the, the results of that and so fortunately for us, people love the show Uh, and, you know, I know one thing about me is I want to make sure that things are done right and so, uh, so it's it's really good to be in this position and also now, you know, we have other projects through our production company and uh, that we're shopping to network so, People can see that Daisy and I, as showrunners and creators, you know, we can take the responsibility of a major budget and turn it into a successful TV show.
1: Well, Thomas Q. Jones, um, thanks for calling in. As you know, any of your projects that you're doing, you always have a place here to uh, to call in and chit chat and promote it. Always, you, do. Rich.
6: Uh, I, I appreciate you, man. I love your Twitter feed, bro. Thank I'm you. I'm laughing, man. You're saying, man. You're <laughs> of stuff, man. I'm cra- I'm you some funny stuff. I'm
5: i I, I, cracking I hate you. that
6: I can't be you know, in the, in the, uh, in uh, you know in person. Yes, you know, I'm in Miami right now, but uh, definitely next time, man. Um, I want to be, be uh, in person, man, with you guys, man. I love the energy in there. It's so much fun. So well,
1: right back at you. Um, let's do it. And you stay safe in the meantime. Okay, thank you. We'll do. I appreciate it. On Twitter, Thomas Q. Jones. I follow him. You should, too. Same on Instagram, at Thomas Q. Jones. 10,591 yards. Seventh overall pick in 2000. I forgot he started in Arizona. Dude. By the way, he's 26th on the list. Oh, I know. And I'm looking at... Over
3: 10,000 yards, man. The
1: the next... Do you know who's... LaShawn McCoy was the one who passed him to knock him down out of the top 25. Wow. LaShawn McCoy's 22nd on the all-time list. And then the next active player, even remotely close, um, is Mark Ingram It's 7,300 rushing yards. After that, it's Lev Bell. Zeke is 6,300. Mm-hmm. Lev Bell, 6,400. Where is he? Is he even on a team right now? Le'Veon Bell's free agent.
3: Yeah, I was thinking that the other wow. day. Him and Todd Gurley were the names thrown about uh, when J.K. Dobbins went down. Well, Alfred
1: Morris is 6,100 yards, 85th He's on the all-time 32. rushing list. Todd Gurley, 6,082 yards, 92nd on the all-time list. Lamar Miller, 58,64, 99th, and there's Derrick Henry, 58,60, currently 100. Same exact number as Hall of Famer Steve Van Buren. You know who's 119th on the all-time list with 5398 rushing yards? In the news today. Cam Newton.
0: Ooh, wow.
1: Cam Newton. Hey man, that's a heck of an accomplishment that he had back in the day. We will take a break. We'll come back and we'll hear a uh we'll give a thumbs up to the apology in New York City. <laughs> One of the dumbest ideas of all time. <laughs> Lasted less
2: than Super League. (laughs) What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the -the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about...
1: never done this Mike are you ready to do this you told I'm him excited. about yes no you told him about how you you are the bill Walsh of audio executives. exactly so you yeah. can't screw these up okay yes okay one at
4: a time yeah, here right? we
1: go yep. one at a time your favorite catchphrase from the original predator go ahead here's one if you please we can kill it all right that's number one here's number two
2: okay Get to the chopper. You can't hear them okay <laughs> you can you're not hearing them yes <laughs> I'm <laughs> just <kidding. laughs> So, what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna, I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing this blindfolded. Wait a minute, the sound, wait a minute. No, Did Bill Walsh bus. not have the volume up? <laughs> Did the Bill Walsh of sound engineers not have the volume up for the segment? Speeds. Oh my god. We oh boy. This is not bode I well. Don't want to cause can feedback. you, go, do, oh. <laughs> There's a method
1: to his madness. Do you want to try one more time now? Yes. There okay, we go. Go, ahead. Go, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, man. Here we, go. we can kill it. Okay, if it bleeds, you If it can bleeds, it. we can kill it. Okay, here's the next one.
6: Get
1: to the chopper! Get to the chopper. <laughs> and here's the other one. One ugly okay, mother Okay, there's that one. Okay. Start, bench, cut.
2: Alright, get to the chopper gets cut. Because it's only an incidental line, and the only reason we remember it is because he's Austrian. If any <laughs> other actor on the history of the planet, and by the history of the planet, I mean the States. <laughs> Because it's 1987, right? So the only country that exists is the United States of America? Sure. If anybody else said, get to the choppers, it wouldn't have been a line. It wouldn't have been a line. It's only because he's the choppers, because he's Austrian. Cut. Cut. It's superfluous. Wow. (laughs) We're going to bench. We're going to bench your one ugly ugly MF. Because I have to be a a comedian of integrity who works from the highest point (laughs) of intelligence. We only like that because we were all 16 and he swore. <laughs> so what you're gonna do is you're gonna start. If it bleeds, we can kill it because it because it's a succinct line. It furthers the plot. And it's done in a very naturalistic way. If it bleeds, wow. we can kill it. Very well
7: done. That's just, All right, there we go, guys. guys now that's, what a
2: talk! Now, out. for everybody else
1: who comes in here on the Rich Eisen What's show, we're going to show run? them. I'm setting the bar you know, here. We're, we're going to show them this start bench cut because you have raised the bar. King. setting Michael, the bar Keegan. right here. We're going to edit out Del Tufo. I was just say, oh. Oh. We're just going to
2: We're going to edit that oh. out. Can you edit that out? No, it's too good. Perfect.
1: That's one of my favorite segments of all time. They yeah. all involve Del Tufo screwing up in one way, shape, or another. I do it on purpose. No, you, no, don't. you know don't. You just you are who you, are. <laughs> you yeah. like We still love
2: it. We
5: make,
1: do it 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 on make on things purpose. fun. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial here on our program. Right here on Peacock. Right back here on our radio network. Do not miss the chilling new Peacock original, Dr. Death, based on the Wondery podcast inspired by the true story of Dr. Christopher Dunch. This series goes deep on the dangerous surgeon who left 33 patients maimed, debilitated, or dead, and the heroes who took him down. What a cast. What a cast. Alec Baldwin and the rest of this cast. Every episode of Dr. Death is streaming now on Peacock. Go to PeacockTV.com to get started. 844 204 Rich is the number to dial. Ben in Mississippi has been hanging on forever today. What's up, Ben?
7: Richie, Rich and cool. How are things, my man? What's, What's going up, on,
1: Ben? Hey, how, how are you?
7: So good to have you back, and I appreciate your message about COVID because, again, spoiler alert, science works.
1: I think so too, <laughs> yes.
7: So. I've ha- I'm changing course from where I originally called, so you okay. know, in my previous appearances on the on the show, the past <laughs> few times, I've been Doctor Doom, I've been pushing the red button. So I'm going to try to save a franchise from itself. The Cincinnati Bengals Ooh. are planning on starting Joe Burrow to start the season, yeah. and I know modern medicine and science and things like that have taken a tremendous uh, leaps in bounds the last few years. I don't think they should start him right away. I don't think he's healthy because what are we talking? Roughly eight and a half, nine months after his ACL and everything else surgery, I don't think it's the wisest decision in the world to start him right out of the gate because you're not winning anything, uh, anything this year anyway. So we don't need to start him right away. And I got another thing that I think. I know you're not a degenerate gambler. I know you don't know what the term means, but Brockman <laughs> – knows what the term means. So, Brock, I got an interest in over-under for you. Okay, Ben. Over-under, the year, the number is three years, and the topic of conversation is Urban Meyer and Jackson. Yeah? I'm taking the under.
2: Ah. Uh,
3: uh, Urban Meyer's making how much? I mean it, Ben. This is like John Gruden. Everyone's saying, oh, John Gruden, is this the make or break here? Could he finally be on the hot seat? This is your so you're f- taking the over? I'm taking the over. All right, taking ben, the you're over. taking the under?
7: I'm taking the under. I, I don't even think exactly. I think Urban's going to realize I've made a terrible, terrible
1: mistake. I don't know about that. Thanks for the call, Ben. I think they, he's got the quarterback. And in terms of Joe Burrow, yeah, is, is it's more awesome. like 10 months, right? It's not eight and a half, is it?
3: It was in October, October right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's about 10 months. I think Joe's going to be fine. I'm more worried about that offensive line. No, he's
1: talking about him. Zero point 0. zero. Full Blutarsky. Not a single soul. Well, it hasn't helped Bengals either
3: that Jamar Chase has had a brutal. Yeah, preseason. Yeah. Well, we'll see, won't we? Brutal preseason. We'll see, won't we? I think they could be a fun team.
1: Okay, so um, let's be fair and balanced. Yesterday, um, I, I don't. Did I put him on blast? I didn't raise my voice. I didn't do. Uh, you know. No, but <clears> I didn't, it was. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go all sort of sorts of crazy. But and I did, did spend a food you, 15 yeah. minutes taking Javi Baez and certainly Lindor to task for the whole thumbs down thing. No, they They're upset about that, booing. They're upset about booing. They're in the wrong town for that. That's for sure. And, um, and that said, uh, the response to basically say, here's what we'll do is we'll give thumbs down to each other when we do well, and that's going to be our own signal of bonding against the fans, thumbs down. Well, uh, the Mets gave a thumbs down to that. Management.
4: So this is Javi Baez apologizing. Is that what this video is? Maybe yes, just, let's check it out. I didn't mean to offend anybody. This is something that that I've done in the past against the other team. Um I did it in LA to the to the to the dugout. It's it's not like like I I'm, I might say something wrong about I was booing the fans. And in I really meant like to like boom me now, like, and not to the fans, to to our dugout, because I I done it, I done it with the other team against against other teams, but like I never seen it the same like the, the same fans, and like I I didn't say the fans are bad, like I love the fans, but like <clears throat> I just felt like we were alone, like like the fans obviously wants wants to win, and, and like they pay our salary like like everybody says, but like we want to win too, like, and the frustration got to us and. You know, I didn't mean to to offend anybody, and if I offend anybody, you know, we we apologize, and it I I won't I won't lose anything with that, you know, and like we just try to move forward and leave this in the back. Well, he'll
1: get booed when he gets back out there again, and and it won't be easy, but he'll find out. You Homer Javi, you play your hardest, you. Do all those things that you can do that others can't, which is like put your right hand out to head first slide and take that away and put another hand out of the left and then the right. (laughs) I mean, like, I I mean, honestly, he's supremely talented. Uh, He'll find out you, you, you perform well in New York City. And honestly, nothing like it, it'll be rainbows and unicorns and all that stuff. And, you know, obviously that. A lot of that didn't make sense. Can't be easy to try and make a nuanced apology in something other than your first language as well. So I'll just say this that, um, you know, Lindor tweeted it out. Sorry to those who I offended and the ones I didn't. Thank you for understanding. I don't know what the understand is. Mm. Again, hashtag love you guys. Don't do anything to bond within your team and with your teammates. That tells the fans you suck when you are the one, in fact, who has been with your play <laughs> doing the sucking. Right. Certainly in a town <laughs> where booing is part of everything, and everyone who's been in that town, from Jeter to Ewing, to name it, Eli Manning, they've all everybody's been booed. Champions in that town have been booed. Name it. So um, just do better. Do better. Do better, and then you will hear the cheers. But in the meantime, if you have signed a 340 million dollar contract in the city of New York and then hit below 240, you're going to hear it. <laughs> True. I think he's below 230. I might have actually even helped him out a little, but I'm trying to help. Well, it doesn't sound like it. Hashtag trying to help. All <laughs>
0: <That's laughs> right, strange. Brockman, you
1: knew this was coming. Uh, I have about a minute for uh, uh, Matt in Oklahoma, one of our diehard oh, hey. Bills fans. You knew this was coming with your AFC East prediction. Predicting of the Patriots being in the Super Bowl,
6: Matt. You have the floor, sir. How you doing, Rich and Mike? How you doing? Hey, what's I tell you what. I was sitting here trying to be nice, listening to the Brockman talk. He said something so stupid it made me shoot the Pepsi out of my nose. <laughs> you know we put they play seventeen games, Brockman, not twenty five. If they win thirteen games and thirteen back Mondays, I'll buy his son a Pat- uh, Matt Jones jersey and send it to him. That's the dumbest I've ever heard in my life. <laughs>
3: You're ba- and you're basing I mean, this you're on saying, what exactly?
6: Come on now.
3: Well, one year against this, 20 years of excellence. I'm confused. Yeah, but it's the well, one it's year that's most me lately.
6: You know what? Yeah. Tom Brady ain't walking through the door. Uh, you're going to get your comeuppance. No, no. Tom Brady has walked through time, the door.
3: Yeah, yeah, his name's Mac Jones. Oh.
6: He
5: could be calling... He's gonna be calling Josh Allen daddy for a long time, so
1: get ready. There we go. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Stage is set, everybody. Stage oh, is set.
0: Yeah.
3: They should have just gave Mac Jones number twelve. Like, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, oh, okay. right, right. right. I love it. Now, now, I now, love playing playing it. I love it. Let's go, bro. We talk to hell. Hell. Like,
3: what are we doing? I, I love
0: it. Let's we're full on hill right now. <laughs> you and I are the outsiders. <laughs> there it is. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> To land just a little
1: Smoking bit. Smoking cigars with this boy. That is my
3: new profile picture. Fantastic. Scott oh. Hall All right. and Kevin Nash. That'll wrap it up yeah. for
1: Tuesday. We're back on Peacock <laughs> in a second. <laughs>